Joining us on the line right now, Tourism Central Australia CEO, Daniel Rochford. Good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to your listeners. Daniel, how are things going in Alice Springs? Is it freezing? Yes, it's quite a chilly morning this morning, so beautiful blue skies, but uh, certainly a crisp to the air. Yeah, and I reckon uh, beautiful weather throughout the day, no doubt. Perfect tourist weather. Absolutely, and uh, great timing for, of course, uh, the Fink Desert Race uh, this weekend. Yeah, now tell us how things are going when it comes to uh, to accommodation and uh, the impact that uh, that the lockdown in Victoria is having. Yeah, Katie, there's no doubt we've, uh, all our operators have seen some significant cancellations as a result of the Victorian uh, hotspot declaration. Uh, we're fortunate in some respects where because there's been such unprecedented demand uh, for travel to the Red Centre, um, a lot of our operators have been able to fill some of the gaps that have been left. Yeah. Uh, but it is obviously very uh, um, sad and, uh, you know, a challenge to our industry with uh, another hot spot and just off the back of what was a terrible 2020. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, no doubt you would have been anticipating quite a few, few people coming from Victoria, I would suspect, for the Fink. Yeah, look, the committee itself have given some pretty big um, numbers in terms of the statistics of people coming out of uh, especially regional Victoria. And right. this is the, the thing that the, the committee uh, is, and, and, you know, the, the region is uh, most uh, saddened about is the wider regional declaration in Victoria because a lot of the people coming out of, uh, coming to think, uh, live in regional Victoria and uh, when that hot little greater uh, Victoria was announced as a hot spot, that mm-hmm. then certainly scuttled a huge number of people coming to that particular event but also the region uh, as uh, in total. So what kind of numbers were they talking with regional Victoria? Yeah, it was uh, upwards of uh, over 200 plus. Wow. Uh, and that's a magnitude of uh, a, a, a entrance, spectators, volunteers, and the list goes on. So, you know, that's a significant uh, chunk of uh, visitation, um, which would have um, injected uh, real money into our local economy. Mm. So that's uh, disappeared. We are fortunate where there has been uh, a demand from other states uh, at this time. So um, all our operators are working feverishly trying to fill those gaps. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's still, you know, an impact. And like it was last year, Katie, yeah. um, at every hot spot, um, you know, we, we, we trust our government to keep us safe and we appreciate that. But at the end of the day, there's always downstream consequences and the tourism and hospitality industries are the, uh, are the, the industries that are feeling the brunt of it. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. And it really demonstrates that, you know, this is still such a, a moving feast. It's still so fluid and we really have to try our best to make sure that we're supporting those sectors. Well, it's a roller coaster ride, and yeah. uh, look, we're all strapped in, and uh, unfortunately, our industry is keen to get off the uh, the coaster at the moment. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, with these hot spots that keep on getting called, uh, you know, we're still strapped in, and uh, it's just uh, taking us for a ride. And uh, unfortunately, the negative impacts that has for our industry just keeps on moving. Mm. Now, when you talk about, uh, you know, about the bookings and and the number of tourists and visitors that you've got in Central Australia in Central Australia at the moment, how are things going? 
Oh, look, overall, Katie, I'd have to say it's uh, suddenly just gone from nothing to uh, it's uh, it's been the most unprecedented demand I've ever seen yeah. in 20 years of working in tourism and hospitality. Uh, I have... Um, you know, numbers coming through in the information centres and to our operators have been absolutely amazing. And we've been uh, at capacity, essentially. Um, wow. We've just launched a major uh, marketing campaign focusing on the Red Centre right across the nation. And uh, certainly the early uptake of that campaign has been pretty impressive as well. So, you know, we are that international uh, desk. That, that destination mm. that, uh, you know, an international destination you can't do right now. So, you know, some people are seeing the Red Centre as a, as a great place to come to visit. And, yep. uh, you know, we're starting to see that demand come through. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, we're all hoping that, uh, that the Northern Territory becomes a bucket list location for everywhere around Australia. But the concern, I suppose, that we've still got is these issues with the workforce, don't we? Oh, big time. And that's our big issue. And look, I uh, I think we need to do far more than what we're, what we're seeing from governments uh, at all levels at the moment. Uh, you know, we, we're certainly very appreciative of the $1,500 uh, support from the Territory Government, but that's not enough. We're not getting people even... Like I've got four positions currently at Tourism Central Australia, yeah. and I'm not getting any applicants. I'd love to use the $1,500, yeah. but I'm actually not getting any applicants applying for the role. Wow. And these are for positions upwards of seventy to $80,000. I'm not talking uh, casual positions. So, you know, we've got a real problem here in enticing people uh, to, uh, to the Territory. We need to see governments roll up their sleeve here. We need to see more um, work done on, especially around Pacific labour migration, working to get into the cities and, and being more proactive to try and encourage more people to come to uh, the Northern Territory. You mm. know, I have uh, one of our um, directors saying to me, why aren't we going to Sydney and Brisbane and, uh, you know, being in the main concourse of the railway stations in the morning and then doing jobs fairs at night? We're not doing that. Yeah. While other jurisdictions are being far more proactive, uh, unfortunately, um uh, while we're sort of not doing that much, mm. uh, other jurisdictions are. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the moment we have almost 600 jobs currently vacant in the Red Centre right here oh. as we speak. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, the impact um, to uh, our economy and our industry is, uh, and, and, uh, is, is certainly being felt. They are massive numbers. I mean, when you're talking about 600 jobs and then, like you say, you know, to put that into context, we're then, uh, you know, we're promoting the Territory, but we're not doing some of the things that other states are doing to try to lure all those tourists to um, to the Northern Territory, whether it's Central Australia or the top end. But we can't, we, I mean, we're almost in a situation where if we got all of the tourists here that we want, we've, we don't have all the staff that we need to actually service them. Yeah, and, and that's the uh, absolutely heartbreaking nature of uh, this situation. Many of our operators here in the Red Centre have had to close off rooms or close off seats at restaurants because they just don't have the staff to cater for the demand. I guess I put it this way, Kate, mm. is if, um, if, if, if that 600 jobs was a mine... You know, governments would be throwing out the red carpet. They would be doing everything in their power to attract those 600 do jobs uh, to Central Australia. We have 600 jobs currently vacant. 
Um, this is a huge opportunity for economic development. This is as low-hanging fruit as you can get. So, But we need more. We need more support. Is there something that you think would be a really great initiative or a great way to get, you know, to get people here? Look, the answer is there is no one answer, and yeah. we have to do a multitude of different things. And kudos to the government; they put the they've put that uh, package in place, and I'm re- really appreciative of that. And I know some operators have taken advantage of it, but we need to do more. We need to do things like uh, Pacific labour migration. Mm. I've had operators say, you know, there are opportunities taking advantage of. Uh, people in Fiji or Vanuatu or, or Bali or the, the Philippines. You know, we have essentially the um, the Todd facility lying empty here in Alice Springs, mm-hmm. apart from at the moment with the hotspot. Yeah. You know, we could be using that facility to try and encourage um, uh, international uh, labour migration into the Red Centre. We need to be proactive in our major capital cities uh, and to, to really showcase um, the benefits of moving to the Northern Territory. Uh, so, yes, there's many things that we can be doing, you know, working with uh, Grey Nomads, uh, working uh, on uh, relaxing visa regulations. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a multitude of different things that we can be doing. But we all need to be working as one on this. Yeah. And um, I know that Scott Morrison, the, the Prime Minister last weekend, so not the one just gone, the one before, uh, obviously he'd been in New Zealand and met with Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister, and they had discussed a potential travel bubble with places like Fiji and Vanuatu. I mean, if that was to come online, really, it would need to happen immediately to have a, you know, to be able to help us out sort of with the tourist season that's currently underway, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, absolutely. And this is the thing is that this is an immediate issue, you know, and this is the frustrating thing is that, uh, you know, we need this now. Like it's not five, six hundred jobs in two months time, 600 jobs right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wh- whatever, um, whatever we do, we have to mobilise quickly. And that's the thing that's just not happening, Katie, is things aren't mobilising quickly. Yeah. And while we're just talking about it, um, Rome is burning. Yeah, well, this is the concern, isn't it? Um, now, just tell us quickly as well, Daniel, when, we, when we're looking at these 600 jobs not being able to be filled in Central Australia right now, what kind of impact does that have, not only day-to-day on those businesses that aren't able to fill the jobs, but when tourists come to the Red Centre for a visit? Yeah, look, uh, you know, it's pretty logical that without the level of staffing that's required... Um, there's less services that can be offered. Um, And, uh, you know, we have seen uh, many of our hotels decrease capacity um, of rooms and also seats at restaurants to just be able to meet that demand um, and to make sure that the visitor experience isn't impacted. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have to be realistic. The visitor experience has been impacted um, and, you know, we're seeing that um, we, we track our customer service as a region here through a, a, a program called Review Pro. And we're seeing already a reduction in visitor satisfaction, which is directly attributable to that labour shortages mm. issue. Um, and so, you know, this has 
um, you know, obviously two impacts. One is the immediate one, which is the, the issue of the, um, the the service delivery. But secondly, it's the, our impact of our brand. Yep. Um, and, you know, this could have downstream negative impacts for our region if we're not careful. Well, Tourism Central Australia CEO, Daniel Rochford, it's always good to catch up with you. I really appreciate your time this morning and uh, really giving us uh, that context when we talk about uh, jobs that are unable to be filled and the impact that it's having territory-wide. I think the moral to this story, Katie, anyone listening up in Darwin and they would like to come down to the Red Centre, uh, there's heaps of jobs on yeah. offer, so... Uh, take that chance. Well, mate, you know we've got a lot of people that listen to this show. If you're able to fill those jobs by the end of the week, you better ring us and let us know. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Good on you, Daniel. Thank you. That is Tourism Central Australia CEO there, Daniel Rochford.